Hey guys, what's up? I'm Kelly Lindiangelo, your dungeon master. I would love for you guys to use the hashtag, hashtag GGG broadcast, just to keep us posted about your thoughts on this. We need your reviews and your support. You guys are kind of our voice to get us out and hopefully share this awesome story that we're trying to tell with all of you, you know? So I want you guys to use hashtag GGG broadcast to offer up a name of an NPC. And also maybe in this tweet, uh, give us a line to describe what kind of NPC you want to offer up. And you just might see them in this story. I absolutely would love to bring in some of your inventiveness. So again, hashtag GGG broadcast. I'll be keeping my eyes on that and we'll be looking for other fun ways to get you uh, involved. Welcome to Girls Guts Glory, the, the broadcast. broadcast. Did someone say broads? Previously on the broadcast. I'm really no, uncomfortable. I feel, like, I feel like all of my dreams and fantasies are coming true. I told him I would party so hard. I've taken out a clown outfit for some reason. I don't know about that. You Very fun, your fun newfound friend, uh, Hardy, uh, passed out after a. Hetty. Oh, excuse me. Hetty runs Hetty. with Letty. Hetty Hardy, uh, uh, with a middle name Fun. Um, uh, he's kind of in, <laughs> he's kind of in st uh, stupor. Um, I, I'm not tired. I, I thought we were going to party with our friend, Hetty. He looks like he's uh, asleep. Personally, I'm rather curious about this mead. I don't know, Drizilda. I thought it was poison, but if he's drinking, it must be fine. He looks like he's having a great time. Plus, we're all rested. I, I go up to the cauldron of mead, and I smell it. <laughs> Smells quite good. Honey, clove, and uh, cinnamon. Nothing not to like there. Um, and I take the, the ladle, and I hold it up to my lips, and I gently blow on it. And then I take a little sip. Oh, it feels real good. You take a sip of that and it is... You simply must try this. Absolutely decadent. Apparently it's hot mead like cider. Quite. Okay. I uh, take the glass from my sister and I sip it. Mmm, that yeah. is delicious. You guys want to drink more and I more I take a bigger it. sip. I, I and then I, I pass it to Letty. Thank, thank you. You know, I'll have some of this. Mill's a drinker in the group, all right? He really <laughs> likes a good stiff one. <laughs> oh, it's great. Mm. This is good. It's good. It's too bad our friend missed your stiff one comment. Yeah. He would have loved it. Oh, yes. He would have loved it. You guys begin to drink it. It's very hard to resist the deliciousness of this meat. It's some of the best homebrewed mead you've ever had and you guys don't drink that often I'm assuming and it's not really like the school had these big functions where alcohol was readily available you kind of had to sneak out after hours to get it uh, so this is just it's a candy it's like pure liquid candy and as you're drinking it sip by sip and glug by glug um, a couple of you guys get a little more tipsy than you're expecting some of you guys probably don't drink at all if you don't want to drink uh, I'm assuming no, Buck I'm keeps his distance keeping my 
keep in mind what it's about me. Yes, and the raccoon is like... Yeah, I hope Buck doesn't drink. I mean, I'll take a sip. But... He's shaking his head in the corner, just like, don't drink, don't... Oh, and he just kind of like gives up after having seen everyone party and goes in the corner and tries to keep guard for everybody. Um, but as you guys are sipping and sipping this alcohol, um, let's just have a group wisdom saving throw as you guys are all drinking oh it. I don't really yeah, have I'm not drinking it. Yeah, you're not drinking it, so you do not need to make the wisdom save. She's sleeping, isn't she? Miss Tyler? Getting woozy. 18. Okay. Yeesh. 10. 10? 21. 10. 10? Okay. So as you guys are all drinking and drinking and drinking, it gets to a point where, Celine, you <laughs> you are not used to drinking it. You're a tiny, you're a tiny little ASMR, and you're just like enjoying this drink so much, and you you just have one drink too many, and there's a moment you kind of hit the ground. And you don't know how much time passes. You're sleeping, you're exhausted. I mean, you're not feeling great after being pretty much taken to the ground by one swoop of a hag earlier, and you kind of go into this weird heat kind of dream where things are sensations and emotions and feelings and it's almost like feeling sick but trying to push through something and as you kind of dance through this um, this kind of drunken illness you almost feel there's a point where you kind of push through the barrier of this kind of uh, sliding slippery um, dream state between red and black and you get a very quick vision um, and what you see is fruit, your good friend that you sent out not but 48 hours ago or so, tied up, choked in some sort of bird-like cage. It's a very quick vision, but most distinctly what you do see is the eyes of a familiar face, Professor Edwald. <gasps> Honey, what's happening? Are you okay? How long was I out? Five seconds? Yeah, about about that. I don't know. I'm still playing with the macaracas over here. <laughs> the macaracas or the maracas? The the macaracas. It's a new instrument called and the macaracas. It's a mixture of macaracas. They, they, they peter out with a... I had a vision. Farut. He's in danger. He was captured. Where? He's back at the school. At the school? With Professor Adwal. Well, I mean, I'm the last person that wants to go back there, but I feel like if our friend is trapped, we we ought her, right? I, I think that we might, we might have to. Did you feel great? Did you get a dream as well? Because you shared. No, but Celine has the celestial background. I'm oh. only draconic, so her prophetic visions tend to be a bit more accurate than mine. That's well, it. if you... We must save him. We must, yes. I feel still a little... Well, like I had too much mead. Do your good berries do anything to sort of sober up? Oh, well, I mean, I've never tried it. I don't think they do. They really just make you full. But I could maybe try and make a tea with them, if that would work. You want to try that? Perhaps. Okay, where is this kitchen? <laughs> His kitchen just seems to be the pot of mead. Doesn't seem like he subsists on much more than that. Is there like a an open fire? 
Yeah, he pulled it from a nearby fire. The coals okay. are a little uh, still burning. Is there a pot anywhere that I could use? Like hanging up anywhere? Does he have some, some stuff? I have Tinker's from? tools. What's in my Tinker's tools? I bet I bet I have a little pot in here. Yeah, I would say it, you're able to find a very small sort of flat surface pan that you could boil just enough water in with for about a cup of something. Okie dokie. I'm going to put three of my berries in there. I'm going to crush them up real good. Um... I'm gonna glance over at Buck and say, you got anything to add to this? He like thinks to himself, uh, <laughs> then plucks out one of his raccoon hairs and just plops it into the tea. We won't tell her, it's fine. All right, I mix it all together. I pour it into a little earthenware mug I find in my pack and then I, I come on over. Uh, Selena, I, I don't know if this is gonna help, but it's good berry, so at least it's gonna taste good. Celine takes the cup and has a sip. Yeah, I mean, drinking it restores a little bit of health, actually, three hit points, and as you're able to kind of drink it and just feel it a little bit more satiated. Definitely helps, since you probably had a little bit of blood loss, and that's the reason why this alcohol is hitting you so much harder. But you also now feel both very drunk and very full. I hand some to my sister as well. And since I'm tipsy enough to be playing with the Macaracas and calling them Macaracas, mm. I take some as well. Yes, it's delicious. Oh, iced chai, darling. Never thought I'd see this outside of Silvery Moon. I don't know what that is, but I'm glad it tastes good. It's wonderful. I feel like um, the macaracas are a mixture between the macarena and the, the what are these called? That I just maracas. said. Maracas. And the, 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 the maracas and the macarena, the macaracas. You know, this is probably the worst thing I'm going to say ever, and please ignore the fact that I say it after I say it, but it's too bad. They're not shaped like um, breasts because they could be mammary macarenas, and they're not. Mammary macarenas. Letty immediately just blushes because she might have a crush on her. I am so sorry. I did not mean to say anything on coot. That is not my okay. way. No, no, it's, it's fine. Um, I'm never going to say anything like that again. I am I so must sorry. I must alive. He was alive, but I do feel like he is in danger. Yeah, that's probably a more pressing matter than uh, whatever that was. Oh, I, go. Let's wake up our friend and ask him if he, he has in a way to maybe if he knows Shh. a way to get oh. back in the castle. Or... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that a little school. bit more of that, the, the mug, just the little bit that's left, and I'm going to come over to his face and tap him and then pour it in his <laughs> mouth. <laughs> it, it's fine. Oh, maybe don't do that face, but you know. Hedy. What's going on, my fashionista? Hey, listen, um, we, we gotta go someplace and we're wondering if you no, can help us you get out to leave. It's, it's important, though. Our friend's in danger. <laughs> you okay? Pardon you. I'm sorry. Danger makes me hiccup. <gasps> I just, I thought we could all hang out more, but if you... If you're if you're leaving, I'm I'm quite satiated. I'm might I'm die. so satiated. Oh, Hedy. Oh. Yes. It is our friend Farut, who you have not met, but who I think. <gasps> Do they like to party? Oh my. He loves to party. He also, well, he is the most fashionable oh, of yeah. all of us by oh. far. Oh, what are you there? talking about fashionable? Come on. He's got feathers. You would love his feathers. Oh, he's the best. I his would say that feathers. Farut yeah. and you have a lot in common, and <gasps> I believe, I believe, he's hopefully, single. you would <gasps> help us. And single, he is <gasps> single. That's all you needed to say. And he kind of stands up, like wobbles a little bit on his cloven hooves, like doesn't really, you know, know how to keep balance for a second. Kind of looks to all of you and goes, "I can get you out of here safely." 
Um, we just have to go back to a sign I once made when I was very drunk that says home and away, and we have to go to the away. Oh, oh, that's, well, yeah, I don't know where that is. That's home right that 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 But I can movie. take you through safely. Nobody comes near my penis flute. Uh, are you sure about yep. that? Are you sure about that, darling? We should go. I'm, I'm still uncomfortable around all these phallic shapes. As you kind of say, are you sure? Like, there's this deep sigh, and he kind of, like, looks sad. Mm. Like, <laughs> yes, nobody wants to come around his. I mean, we can always come back later once we've saved our friend. Well, okay. If, if you promise you'll come and visit sometimes, then you always have a home here with Hetty. Thank you very much. You've, you've been a very good friend. We you're, love you. You're very nice. You're very, 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 very well. Well, well. Why don't we make our way out? Oh, oh but before you go, uh, a little trinket for, for making me so happy. And then he kind of pushes you guys all in the direction of his instruments and, like, leaves them out. Um, ah. All these different wood carvings of all different shapes. And he says, but only one. They're quite hard to make. <laughs> Are any of them magical, darling? Oh, they're only magical with the soul of 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 just pure glittery magic. But they're not. But they're not particularly um, uh, going to elevate you in any sort of way, except uh, for pure pleasure. They're not possessed. Like yeah. we cannot play a musical instrument, and you know, someone falls asleep. I don't even know what that is, but That's I want it. Okay. But I want it. It sounds like the highest of fashion. If I ever find one, I'll bring it in. Highest of fashion. Fashion. Yes, you are now beholden to that. I pick up a very big flute that is rather long and curved. <laughs> it looks a little bit like a shofar. Or like a banana. <laughs> yes, it's a long curved flute. <laughs> Did you say shofar? I know something about that. I do too. Tequila! <laughs> do, 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 do. Anybody alright? <laughs> is that the one that you all want? Um, it would was, be an honor. Yeah, sure. Yep, that works. That one? Well, okay, but first let me put a little diddly on it, and he like grabs it from you, and he starts to make like carvings like into it, like very rough oh, carvings. Yes. Ribbed. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> there we go. Okay, and so he kind of carves it out, and what you see is this: is all of you in compromising positions with one another, Hilarious. carved against the flute's helm now. Little sister. Wow. Mill is Sister looking action. at him and just I'm really, really <laughs> uncomfortable here. Hands it back to you after about ten minutes of whittling. Mill looks over at um at a uh, Huck, puts his hands on his shoulder. Please don't touch me. And says, "Kid." I'll teach you everything you need to know. No, I'm really uncomfortable. I don't like this. Please don't touch me. All right, we'll we'll be on our way then. Okay, follow me. As he kind of like plays the flute out of his camp, and you guys begin to walk one by one. It's also incredibly hard not to dance to his music as you're skipping down the path together. It's quite jovial. Does anyone wake me up? You're yeah, I would have come and grabbed you. Oh yeah, Huck would have come and grabbed Starla. Yes, I mean you could. You're probably sleeping in the arms of Huck as you guys are all kind of walking together. Yeah, you're piggybacking. It's his dream come true yeah. after all. Yeah, piggybacking one another um, as you guys are walking out takes about a solid 15, 10 minutes to get back out to the divot in the road, and he very jovially once more kind of plays the flute on your way out. Thankfully, you guys are able to camp safely and get your full rest overnight. You're pretty much going, uh, Starla, you're able to get a full rest of sleep on the back of Huck and you kind of wake up eight hours later. But you guys have seriously been walking through the forest for almost all through the night. Um, He's been really, really into describing like all the cool party places to go to in the forest. And he's just kind of pointing around aimlessly in directions and describing things he's been to. Like, uh, oh my gosh, over there by the pine. Ooh, hoo, hoo. 
that's the mood if I've ever seen it, darlings. And then they'll like walk a little bit further and go, and if you really, really want to be the fairy, berry, the berry garden's that way. But you must be naked if you wish to go in. And he just kind of keeps walking as he's describing like all of these places within the woods that you guys have been traversing, at least in this subsection. Um, he, his hooves kind of clamor and clop along the way. Um, and you guys are actually hitting apart back when the dirt road is turning once more into a dirt road. And there's a, a separation. The trees are getting further and further away from one another, much less tightly close together to a point where you can't see past them as well. And you can actually see, finally, about six hours into walking on the cusp of your vision, um, a break through the trees and a very distinct, distinct looking city that's hanging to the cliffside of the ocean in the distance. It's a pretty long walk from here. It's about 20 miles away from you guys. You guys ran a long time and really really tried to get as far away as you could, but you're on the edge now of the forest and the valley below. The main tradeway that kind of cuts through in between the forest and uh, Candlekeep in itself. And you would know that city if you've seen it. It's just this beautiful fortressed, uh, very fortressed city on the edge of this cliff. You guys would also know with the farmland on the outskirts of it and the kind of hamlets nearby, um, no more than a couple hundred people who live on the outskirts of the town. Really, it's mostly a city and an academy, and really, it's a library, the most revered library in all the land. That being said, the outskirt of it, um, you also know that in order to get in to Candlekeep, there is oftentimes an offering of immense value. Mm. Candlekeep has an interesting history where if you wish to live within the walls, your family or those before you had to offer something worth over 10,000 gold piece as entry into the citizenship of Candlekeep. It's a very special location. Many of you haven't having been able to enter through your pure studies alone were able to get through that sort of barrier to entry. Student visa? Student visa. (laughs) Uh, But a couple of you guys who didn't have that money or those sort of funds to get into as prestigious of an academy in town as this is had to find other ways to be able to get access to the resources that Candlekeep offers. Oh, I probably know. What what is it that you know, Starla? Tell us. You did sneak into the school. Yeah, I've snuck into the school many times. Um, I think I can lead you... And I start to like walk around the the um, the outskirts of town to find my uh, my usual sewer hole. Yeah, you guys are gonna have quite a walk. I mean, that's a solid twenty miles away. So on foot, it's gonna take a better part of a few hours at least at your current speed in order to get there. I turn. Is what's his face still with us? Oh, he's on the. He's like waving you guys goodbye, like a big toodaloo. He's like, "Don't forget me," and he's got like a little handkerchief as he's waving goodbye at all of you. Is there a way for us to find you again? Oh, you know, just play your instrument and I'll follow the sound or something. I think that's quite, it's got a quite a distinct sound to it. Now you practice. If you don't know how to play, I will practice. I'm sorry, everybody, if she, if she doesn't know how to play, it's going to be quite a learning process on that thing. Well, I, I, I do because I'm, I'm a bard and, and Huck plays the banjo and I'm sure she can, we'll figure it out. Okay, toodaloo. Yes. I wish you the best. Bye. And he like blows his nose and like cries. He's like openly weeping and like waving you Thanks goodbye. Thanks for the penis, um, mich- what is, uh, instrument? Yes, 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 yes. You can call it whatever you wish. Whatever you wish, darling. So it's all inspired by you. Oh. That's strange. Well, thank you for the fashion show. Please, please bring bring the the single one my way once you have them. We will. 
Um, and he wishes you guys, he waves you guys goodbye as you guys spend the next couple of hours traversing in the direction that Starla knows best. Um, you actually have to go around the main outskirts of town. I'm assuming that you and uh, Huck had met you know, on the outskirts of town in some sort mm -hmm. of capacity. So the two of you guys know this terrain pretty well. You have to pass through quite a few farmsteads that you guys have uh, been through before. Uh, ones that have, uh, that create honey, ones that make wheat. Um, a few of them make all different sorts of uh, fruits and vegetables that supply the foodstuffs to the candle keep. The only reason you know about the graded system is because a long time ago, I think that you probably got curious in some sort of way and were you want to tell me how maybe you found this graded system in the back corner? This old, old, old entrance? Well, being the little rogue that I am, I couldn't really afford to go in the traditional way. And I heard about that academy, the magic academy, and I really wanted to, to see if I could learn how to do some magic at some point, maybe. I don't know. And so I started... Walking around, circling, and I noticed that one of these grates looked loose. And I was like, hmm, I wonder. So I opened it up, stuck a little torch down there, didn't seem wet or gross or nasty, so I jumped down, started wandering around the sewers. You're kind of telling this little story as you're walking towards it, as everyone's getting curious about this sort of back point, that this back entrance that you learned about. Um, you also know some things from your time traveling through these very, very old, old grades. You know that Candlekeep rests atop a volcanic crag. So there's times where passageways would be blocked by freshly molten lava or things that have Goodness. recently cooled. Thankfully, nothing too crazy except some critters get up there and you have to kind of kill the little little insects or a couple of rats that maybe are keeping uh, keeping refuge within those little sort of uh, narrowing halls. But you do know that as well. You know that if you feel heat, you want to often go in the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. Now, are you saying we have to get inside this poop den? for lack of a better word, sorry. Well, I mean, there's no poop in it anymore. Does it smell like there used to be poop in it? No, you're good. Okay, fine. So, are we lowering ourselves in then? Mm-hmm. You go just gonna jump in. You're going to go first? Well, I'll go first. <laughs> As the grate kind of slams open. How wide is this tunnel and the grate? It is pretty small. It is about two and a half feet wide and about three feet tall. Good for us. The grate or the tunnel? The actual tunnel and the grate itself right now. Appropriately sized. You know that there's some areas it gets wider and, and larger, and you know there's three some areas feet. that it's more. Three feet tall. Three feet tall and two feet wide. There's all this kind of caked over slush from gunk years past on the very bottom of it. I mean, it's hardened now, but. Does anyone not have dark vision? I don't. I don't have dark. I was just gonna light a torch. Yeah. Okay. I. One of you guys uh, light up one of your torches? Yeah, I'll do it. I have dark. I also cast light on my hand so that, that it's glowing. 
I had good. Me. Yeah, you know the immediate entrance pretty well. You know uh, pretty much to the point that you actually have done this kind of for fun, blind probably a couple times. Um, as one by one, uh, you guys hop in and only can really fit one by one. Uh, can I can I know which order you guys are kind of going in? So, uh, I, I'm leading. Yeah, sounds good. I'm going to go, because I don't want to go at the end, so I'm going to go in the middle. Mm-hmm. I'll bring it up the rear. <laughs> yeah, you will. I will follow Letty then. Sounds good. Buck kind of tucks around you, feeling a little bit uncomfortable, but the rest of you guys press forward. A few of you having to kind of hunch over on your back. A couple of you guys are a bit tall, um, but you're able to kind of keep your uh, your legs kind of um, bent beneath you, and you're able to kind of walk with your back over. There's about a section that you get in, about 10 minutes into your traversing, um, you you know which way to get to the school. So you hit like a right and you hit a left and you keep going up and down a few times. You kind of have to do this weird um, like walk over this kind of broken bottom of this this area that dips down a solid like 14 feet. So mm-hmm. you kind of like step over one and tell everybody very cautiously yeah. to not step like, on the difficult right, terrain. Watch there. over that. Be careful there. Also, just like it's no big deal or anything, but if you feel some heat, just uh. We'll just go the other way. Heat. A candle keeps on a volcano. Excuse oh. me. It's fine. Yeah, I've as done you say this. this. You're like almost your your foot kind of slips a little, but you're able to jump over just like in startledness. No, it's fine. I've done this plenty of times. Wait, 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 wait. There's going there's a volcano. Yeah, but it's no big Could deal. We die? Nah. Are you sure? Well, it hasn't exploded yet. Mm-hmm. God. I think Letty just all of a sudden does a prayer to whoever she believes in and, and says, um, God, she gets on her knees and she puts her hands in a clasp You're and says, You're putting your knees in, never mind. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it's fine. Right, it's it's all dressed up. She, she crouches then, she crouches and says, um, I, I pray to my. I fae. think you could probably pray to Ogma. Ogma is the best known god in Candlekeep. Okay, Ogma. I think that's the sewers. Oh, oh it's no. the one above us. Don't worry. Yeah, no, it doesn't connect to this. Ogma and all my fae ancestors, could you please protect us and not get us eaten by a vol- eaten, uh, uh, seared by a volcano and also not shat on? Thank you. I told you they don't connect. And also, while we're all praying, uh, for safety for all of us and for root. Oh yeah, that too, that mm-hmm. too. You, at, at, at the sound of all of your prayers over this kind of uh, tight corner when you guys are, you know, it's again three feet high right now and still two and a half feet wide, very rudimentary location. Um, you, you do sense the smell of poop, uh, but oh. you look behind you and you see that it's just Buck, like nervously in the corner, like shaking, <laughs> um, unfortunately doing his job. And he looks, and you guys all look in his direction. He, he just doesn't know how to react to it. Drop oh, some pellets. Buck, it's okay. I'm gonna crawl on over and give him another good berry and be like, it's fine, buddy, come on. It's okay, come here, come here. And he, he like, he still has the little oil baby, like, <laughs> under his arm in a little purse kind of a thing. Yeah. And he has Buck cradled right in front of his face and he's just petting him and whispering to him. It's gonna yeah. be fine. Yeah, he shakes a little bit, having felt bad for creating a situation, a new, a new doo-doo amongst <laughs> the old doo-doos. No, you know, buddy, this is, if you're gonna do it anywhere, I mean, this is a good enough place. Yeah, and at least you did it behind us. Yeah. Yeah, it's a here. Uh, can you put a diaper on your little rat? No, he doesn't need a diaper. Why do you announce yourself every time you come out? Because I'm the notorious Zizofanduka. That's what I do. All right. No, he doesn't need a diaper. 
Let's keep moving. It yeah. smells now. <laughs> one by one, you guys make your way through this very, very uh, old sewer. There's areas where there's grates that you can tell are uh, long blocked off. Like on the other side, there's um, uh, concrete or stone that is placed, uh, sealing off the, lo- uh, the ends of these uh, tunnels. Does anyone have paths without trace? Now might be a good time. No, no, I don't have pass without a trace. I don't think I do. You know, I have invisibility. not a ranger thing until we're a higher level. Listen, we're both stealthy. We can just go ahead a little bit. I'm real stealthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, you guys go ahead. You guys are bit. you guys are actually being fairly quiet, all things considered. There's no there's no other creature right now in this hall, and it's it, there's step. an echo to it. There's a there's a faint sound. You guys can pick up on almost everything from the faint sound of a dripping water nearby to the sound of actually a cackle. And as you can kind of hear, like some sort of snap. Um, you traditionally making a uh, per- uh, choosing a particular direction, realize that maybe the old way you used to go is compromised. About 15, 20 minutes in walking through this kind of winding tunnel that you know well. Um, And you can, as you put your hand on the left-hand side of it and you're feeling the wall, it is getting warmer in the direction you hear that crackle. And you have a feeling that the normal direction you would go here to get to where you need to be. Well, uh, it looks like we might have to be taking a different route. I have uh, Missy Step. I also have invisibility. So if we wanted me to go somewhere and try a different route, I could. How far away is the next... um, Maybe entrance, you think? From where you can see, as you had drifted your hand on the left-hand side, you look up, it's getting warm, and you have a feeling going in that direction is just not safe. You know that there's a right-hand side that breaks off and uh, it breaks off towards. You never really wanted to go in that direction, mm. though, just because you didn't know what lied that way. From where you can see it going on the right-hand side, it curves around. Well, there is another route. I just don't know where we're going to end up, but we can take it. We could take it, or I could go up ahead with invisibility, look, and come back and tell us if it's safe. What do you guys want to do? Or we I could mean, send the little uh, chihuahua, whatever that thing is with the thing to diaper. It's a raccoon. Raccoon. He doesn't have a diaper. No, we need uh, one. No, we can just send you. I mean, you have dark vision right. too, right? I do. Yeah. You know, because I'm an elf and all. That makes sense. All right, well, then shall we suck our stomachs in so you can squeeze past us? Yeah, this is going to be interesting. It might get too close for me. I don't really like to get close to people, huh? (laughs) So, a little nervously, one by one, um, you're going to be leading the pack, it sounds like. I'm going to cast invisibility and go and uh, check on the head around that curve, see what's up there. Sounds good. So, very slowly, you begin to walk against the curve. Again, you guys cannot hear much. But as you're beginning to walk in that direction, about 50, 60 feet, ahead of you, you can hear faintly the sound of dripping water, which is which is new. That's and you and you also swear you hear the sound of like a Oh god. Alright. And that's all I see. Mm-hmm. There wow. are little critters in here sometimes. Yeah. So I come back. I say, alright, I heard water. I heard little little mice friends for your little pug over there. Do you not know what a raccoon is? I know. Do I care? No. Okay. So we can go back. I think it's safe. I mean, it doesn't look dangerous. There's water. That means it leads to something with water. Maybe the pipes of the school. I'm just saying. 
Let's go. It doesn't seem like we have any other choices. We don't. Yeah. Very quietly, you guys begin to walk one by one. Can I have everyone roll a stealth check then? Because you guys are being very stealthy. So we're trying to hit. I have not had one good roll this whole time. <laughs> I had one. Oi. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know what? I'll give you guys advantage because you know the lay of the land. That's actually a very good point because Starla is able to help you at least up to here. Let me do a different <laughs> dice. <laughs> 11. All right. 19. 9. 16, huh? 21. All right. Describe to me how, and I'll let you know what you see, how you're going to help your friend here stay quiet. Because Which as one? you begin, your right. buddy uh, Celine over here, he's being a little, a little too loud. As you guys one by one are walking very quietly in this direction, dripping water. But then you see where that sound that you had heard, the second sound, is coming from, and the water. You guys keep walking and walking, and your light is kind of emanating. You can see that there's a broken off area on the right-hand side of where this tunnel is. And you kind of peer off as it kind of eats away into the wall and kind of dips below. There are thick, thick spider webs everywhere. Oh, no. And as you're looking at them, they're kind of woven in this pattern. I mean, I mean, at this point, it's probably the, the, the actual thickness of your bodies and itself, how, how much web you can see. And there's pokes of it. There's kind of these, like, dancing stalagmates, stalactites connecting of spider webs. And as you look to the right, you see some of the largest spiders you've ever seen in your life. Three of them. All busy eating a meal. One of them does seem to be maybe asleep. That was the sound that you were listening to. They're consuming some sort of specimen. Oh, you can hear them eating kind of eagerly. But how do you help your friend here not disturb them? What are you wearing, Celine? Is it uh, like armor? I do not wear armor, no. Oh, okay. But I, my allergies. I could put them to sleep. I'm gonna, oh, no. no. Put my band I'm going to take my bandana off, put it over your face so you don't sneeze. I could put them to sleep, or I could put her to sleep. No, what do no, you want? No, 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 no. I don't think we, we we should do that because then they'll know we're here. There's a moment that if you put that you're very quietly all yeah. whispering to one another, slowly tiptoeing, one by one. And the moment that Celine almost draws back, you take your bandana and you just put it up to her nose, and there's, it muffles the sound of the the release ever so. And you guys hold your breath as you guys look at the three spiders, and they don't seem to have noticed all of you passing them. You guys are able to continue to crawl past about a 20-foot broken window on the right-hand side, like a window into this entrance. It's kind of a uh, sunken den. You guys kind of quietly tiptoe past, and then about 60 feet ahead, you guys are all able to release your breath, having avoided the spiders. I'm so looking. sorry. That's okay. She's allergic to cobwebs. No, understandable. Uh, they're pretty terrible. Sorry to step on your feet earlier. It's just if we cast sleep on them and we don't get all their HP, they're all going to know that we're here. Right. But we could have done it on her. Knocked her out? Yeah, because then she can't be loud. That's true. Anyway. But also I can yes, help you. Yes, you're still in those tunnels, but you're Until moving ahead up. now. You're moving ahead slowly. You see a split, a divot, one that goes up and one that goes down. You guys are beginning to approach it. You do know that the actual um, school that you're attempting to go to is on higher ground. You have to almost get up as high as possible in the crest of this volcano to get up to the highest spire or the entrance points for any of the school there. But the right-hand side, 
you can hear there is noise. There is stirring coming from the right-hand side of the tunnel. The left-hand side goes up, likely towards the direction of the school, as you guys are hitting this divot. Can we hear what is being said? Well, a perception check for me, will you? Fourteen. You can hear this. It's deep, deep echoes chanting a choir, um, singing some sort of song, um, song of remorse, kind of in its, you know, thirds kind of dancing around together. It's a church-like choir, perhaps. Um, hard to exactly pinpoint the source or the thing they're praying to. It's just it's just vowels and sounds right now. But it's very distant, and you can hear it. This kind of reminds me of a story of an adventuring party I heard about that was in the Undermountain in Waterdeep when they heard a bunch of people chanting, and it turned out real bad. I heard that story. Right? That was pretty terrifying. Didn't someone pretend to be a god or something? Yeah, I heard about that. Too crazy. I heard they had a giant earthworm. Did they? I heard that it, it did something rather gross. How, where do you get a giant earthworm? Anyways, we should make... I don't know. Do you guys want to go find out what that is? Or do you want to go find fruit? Do you think that is the church? I'll say this with your urchin background appropriately settled here. You know that there's several main churches in uh, Candledeep. There's the Agma, the Millie, Denier, and Gond. There's a lot of different gods. The most prominent one, though, Agma, because it is a library. Is there one for Shantae? Um, which one? Shantae. Uh, Shantae, no. Shantae is not very po- prominent here, unfortunately. It's much more revered for knowledge and history and books and things like that. Ancient gods, as well as newer god, Agma, most presently prayed here pray to here. So you have a feeling that this might be the Church of Agma. And if it's the Church of Agma, well, there's a chance this leads to something within the church itself. Well, I think this might lead to one of the bigger churches in in Candlekeep, the one that that's for Agma. Didn't you 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 pray to Agma, right? Yeah, well, you know, sometimes I just pray to whatever's going to work. Yeah, um, I feel that. I find it very uh, peaceful and, um, you know, gives me hope. How do you pick which one to reach out to? Or are you just kind of like, in general, widespread? You know, I just know that Ogma in this, in Candle in Candle Keep, is the god to pray to. Man. You know, um, it depends which of my personalities is out as well. Oh. But um, I think little Letty's just like, she goes straight in for the big guy. You know, and that was a big guy. But isn't this the church that's like a library or something? Well, yeah. Do you think we could find information in there about, I don't know, some of these... Dark arts. People or... Oh, yeah, we can find out what this thing is. And he holds up the little, like, oil thing. And it's just like, like, like weird oils. It like, looks like, like a greased yeah, pig. It is just dripping off the bottom of that thing, yeah. that oil. Perhaps we could find out more about this book and this contract yeah. and how we can um, you know I, I don't know release these people but we also might not want to show it to people well no let's not show it maybe we no we... but we can ask questions yeah. that might be helpful and churches provide sanctuary yeah that's I, I like that sanctuary. y'all want to go into the church yes yeah. Yeah, do you guess. think that uh, the headmaster has his hold on the church as well Ooh, right. I hope not but, you know, we won't know until we try. Listen, I'm stepping out of this. I'm going to send somebody else as my representative. Okay, bye. Bye, y'all. All right, so who's going first? 
going to go investigate this location. I'll go. Okay. <laughs> you begin to walk very quietly. Some of you guys likely staying a little bit further behind, just making sure someone can scout ahead and get the low, the lay, uh, the lay down of the land. So as you begin to approach slowly, there is a grate, and you do see some faint light trickling through it. Um, as you're able to kind of adjust your eyes a bit, um, I'm assuming that seeing that there is a secondary source of light coming from the other direction and not wanting to stir anybody or anything that could be in there, you douse out your torch <laughs> or whisper behind you to please put out your light so that way we don't disturb anything. And at this point, you guys are all getting a little bit of trickle of light through the grate, so you're able to kind of see. So you get closer, kind of press your little nose against the grate, cold, cold grate. You look in, and what you see before you is a very, very long passageway. Um, this this kind of volcanic rock carved out of it in itself, this beautiful, beautiful, like, on shining, shimmering onyx mist with this, like, obsidian, but uh, paired with this kind of gray stone. Um, you know exactly where you are. This is the catacombs mm. of Agma, one of the very revered catacombs. Uh, the echo of chanting, no doubt, coming from above ground, uh, but the echo is long and and, and, and definitely uh, protruding all the way down through whatever sort of door might be opened, and the sound is probably very deliberately hitting all the way through the catacombs itself. You look out, you can see that there's many, many open-faced bodies, all laying down with their robes, crossed over their hearts, a big book of all different sorts. You can also see in the middle the longest table you think you've ever seen, uh, probably 80 feet long. It's just this long passage of catacomb. Um, and what you see upon it is just piles and piles and piles of books and um, unfurled scrolls or half-made half scrolls, um, ink bottles everywhere. Um, it's, it's a very uh, spiritual, intact, studious environment. Mm -hmm. I'm relaying everything that I see to everyone else. Oh, I'd like to see if there's anything, any symbols lying around that would look familiar as to the book cover. Yeah, while she's looking around, uh, I'm gonna try the grate just a little bit, see if it'll. Yeah, there's a open. little give. There's yeah. a little give, but you're afraid that noise. if you do it too hard, yeah. it might create a stir. Yeah, I'm gonna just very gently try and pry it. Sleight of hand. Yeah. Okay. Does the headmaster know about you? I don't. He doesn't know about you, and he doesn't know about you, right? I think he does. He might know about me. I just want to know who's did been seen see by the headmaster. Who knows? Because obviously he knows us because we were students. But and did he see? Yeah, me? I but think when the I only person away? here who they may not recognize is probably Huck. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. I mean, um, from your understanding. And then I was wondering if I could give an assist to this great. Oh, sure. If you see that, um, if you catch Huck is slowly trying to open this, you kind of go behind Huck and you just lift it beneath. 24. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Having the just extra pair of hands here, though it's a very tight tunnel, the two of you guys can actually stand next to each other and help one another since you're smaller. Providing just enough that the grate slowly, and you're able to just press it just gently against the inside of where you guys are staying. Just enough where you can slide it in. There is a little bit of a drop. You guys are a little bit higher up in the catacomb. Very old catacomb here. No, no doubt the reason why the grate had left from around here. Um, and as you're kind of like looking, you're taking a moment, you have about a about a two foot drop. Not too bad. Oh. Yeah, that's not too bad. No. You have a feeling this was secondary in thought. I'm gonna crawl on in. Did I find anything? 
that looked oh, yeah. at all familiar. From this distance, no. You oh, guys are you in. guys are like tucked into a. Oh, grate. I thought we were walking past. Okay. Oh, you. Never they mind. had to open. Yes, they had to open up the grate first, as you guys had just been able to see. But you're not yet okay. walked through the uh, center area with the books or any of or past any of the very very old old looking skeletons with beautiful robes on them and a book pressed to their hearts. Yeah, so. I'm, I want to scan the book, see if there's a title or anything. But just be very we have to polite and respectful. <laughs> okay, so let's go around the room really quick, and I want every single one of you to describe to me what you're doing in this long catacomb first before I know what to do. Okay? Uh, Hawk is wandering around looking at, first of all, to see if he recognizes anybody, if it's like one of the older farmers that's um, near his farm, because he knows a lot of the farmers also pray to Agma and Shantae. Um, he's looking at the titles, and anytime he like accidentally steps on a robe or something, he just goes, "Oh, I- I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." That's what he's doing. Okay, sounds good. Uh, I'm stylish, just kind of wandering around uh, towards the front, just keeping a watch to make sure no one comes in. All right, sounds good. Um, Letty, you know, has taken over, and she's slowly and cautiously entering and then going around and kind of trying to peek over up onto the, you know, to, to the catacombs and, and look at the books and see if um, she can read anything. Um, oh, she good. speaks different languages. Yes, okay. Celine is, she's holding not the crystal necklace that was given to her by Kovalt, but her other white crystal necklace that she wears, and she's holding it as she kind of um, closes her eyes and tries to see if any of the books are calling to her. Sounds good. And what about you? I'm still holding the book with the names because I was the last one who had the book. And I'm looking at the cover and I'm trying to see if there's any similarities between the symbols that I see on the cover of my book and the symbols on the books on the chests of the deceased. Sounds good. So, you guys are investigating, walking around. You're keeping your wits about you, trying to make sure that nobody's going to be walking down here while you guys are looking through this very, very special sanctuary, this very uh, revered and taken care of crypt. This is a, a catacomb of a of a astronaut. You guys all are very aware having been around here that this is an infamous, infamous and, and well, very well known catacomb. There's stories here. There's tales here. And you guys, you guys are, you know, kids. You're keeping your wits about you having heard all of these different tales. Are these recently deceased bodies or like <laughs> Let's mummies? Let's just say that as you guys are looking around, the ones that are closest to the grate are definitely much, much older. As you're pressing closer and closer to the entrance, investigating, looking through the papers, looking at the books, looking at the bodies, things are getting a little bit more recent as you're pushing closer and closer <laughs> to the front. Uh, this, this smell is so bad. Here, this will help. And I'll take a little, um, um, some rosemary out of my, like, uh, oh, I have cook's utensils. Would that also include, like, herbs herbs and things? I kind of like the idea of it yeah. having some herbs, yeah. So I'll take some it. rosemary out, and I'll be like, here, you just put, put some up your nose. It's not very dignified, but it'll help. Thank you. And Celine stuffs two sprigs of rosemary up one each up each nostril and she's just walking with rosemary sticking out of her nose <laughs> I mean it works for now and thankfully is able to suppress the scent you as you're looking through all of these books mm-hmm. and 
also as you're looking through all of these materials. She pointed at Celine and mm-hmm. oh, yes, Letty. So let me point. Celine yes. and um, Letty. Letty. The two of you guys are both looking kind of in unison at these different bodies. And as the rosemary sprigs goes up the nose and makes it a little bit more manageable, you peek over the corner of Letty. Letty's, your eye seems to be captured on one particular book and one particular body. This is one that's about halfway through the main spread of bodies, so not too old and not too new. You have a feeling that maybe this body had been dead for a little over maybe 150 years, maybe 200. It's hard to really tell, wow. but it's a bit older. As you look at this body, the most interesting thing about it is that this is the only one with all black robes. Everybody else has different colors, and there are greens, and there's like tattered browns, but this one is a jet black, and this robe actually looks like it hasn't aged a day um, compared to everything else here. And you walk over, and the book on the chest is a black book. And in the center, you see the spoke of purple in a skull in the center. Can I have you roll a religion check? Oh my and I'll gosh. give you advantage on that because um, we have Celine looking badly. with you. It was a one. Now I have a five. And religion is, uh, where is it? I don't see it because I have problems. Um, oh, it's seven. <laughs> You're not certain what sort of deity this could be, if it's a god or if it's a thing or if it's an entity, but you're looking at it and I could this is the one that stands out to both of you the most. Well, I'm still invisible. Can I take, if oh, I invisibility, invisible, can yes. I take invisibility down and you off? You may, yeah. Okay, I've taken it down so that she knows I did that a little bit ago when I came in. Yes. Just so that, you know, people knew where I was. Um, I could cast, uh, Darling, at Celine, should I cast um, to comprehend languages? This book is this this person. It stands out from all the others. It does look different. Do you understand what it says? Let me examine it and see. Um, as you're looking at it as well, you're. It doesn't seem to be any sort of um, illumination on it. Any sort of weird, cryptic sort of. Uh, lead to show that it might be magical, but what you definitely catch is that there's script on the outside of it. Um, and it does seem to be quite hard to read. Oh, great. So I... You can't read it? I cannot. Well, then I feel like I should cast... Can anyone read it? Everyone come up. She... I call over to everyone. Everyone! Everyone come over. Does anyone know how to read this book? I don't think so, unless it's written in Halfling. Does anybody here speak Abyssal? Um, Wasn't that the language of the other book that we have? Should I feel like I'm Farut can speak Abyssal, but oh, Farut right. can speak Undercommon. Comprehend languages. Okay, I will. I will <laughs> you shake her. Comprehend. <laughs> Just do it, she says to me. Okay, comprehend languages. I, I cast comprehend languages, and I just, you know, do it with a flare. Yes, your eyes kind of flicker over for a moment as they go from this like white, they kind of like um, the old picture-esque kind of flips where you would kind of go through picture by picture. Your eyes kind of flicker through different phases to try to comprehend what this language is. It goes through red eyes. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Your eyes are kind of flickering through white, then red, then blue, and then finally hit black. And as your eyes hit black, you're able to kind of blink a few more times and you can read. Uh, the script that kind of illuminates and translates into common for you and you see this in dedication to the lord of the three crowns the mad god my prince of lies 
God, and I'm saying it out loud, my Prince of Lies. So, is it terrible if we take the book from this dead man's arms? I don't know. I, mean, I don't think so. It seems, I don't know. Is that what it says when I, I mean, but that's I just me. It? Have I opened it or am I looking at the cover? You're just looking at the, you guys have not yet touched anything. As this is happening, as you guys are kind of all very curiously walking and like looking at this, you take a moment and you have your little book and you're you're going through all the main paperwork here. But you take a moment as you're flipping through these this this kind of little book of yours and you walk over to where everyone's standing and you look and you catch that one of the names on the book is one of the names beneath the body here. You see the name Godwith. <gasps> Hawk, I think I found a clue. And look, it says Godwith, I say, pointing at the plaque. So that means he's already dead. Is, uh, is this man Godwith? Well, yeah, that's what his tombstone says, I think. All right, so the question is, do we take the book out of his dead arm? Oh, you know, that actually might... I feel awful about this, but that might help us. But I think someone should use... Am I the only one with mage hands? Do you have it? We should use a hand, so just in case it's... Uh, Listen, I can always cast protection from evil and good on myself, and then I can grab it. How do you feel about that? Yeah? Okay, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna just... Cast Are you protection. quite dexterous? Um, yeah. It's very I think so. Yeah. Are you guys all? What are you doing? You're do staying you, nearby, or are you stepping away, or be ready to do? like I don't know, strike me down if, if uh, something bad happens. Celine kind of backs off and steps behind. She kind of hides behind one of the um, stone. I'm gonna walk back okay. towards the entrance just to make sure no one's you gonna come back, in. You step back. You step back. Yeah, Drizilda backs up about 30 feet. All right. It's just you and this thing. And then Buck okay, kind of okay. takes a moment, sees everybody scurrying away, and looks to I'm you curiously staying. like, no, you can back up. You'll you be safe, Buck. Yeah, you'll be safe. It's fine. I can Don't worry about me. Yeah. Go to Starla. She'll take care of you. Yeah, I was going to I was gonna call out to little Buck. Yeah. And I run behind, behind uh, the pillar. Yeah, Buck kind of nervously like jumps out of Huck, uh, Huck's overalls, and like like kind of bounds over to you and like tucks behind I'm, like, your back. I'm bent over. I'm like clapping my hands together, like come here, little Buck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just Buck hops on up, it, uh, right on into your arms, and like, kind of uh, creates a bit of a shawl around your uh, shoulders. What a lovely stole you have, Starla. Oh, thank you. Nice and fresh as I'm patting him. <laughs> Okay. He'll be safe. Okay. All right. Don't turn him into an actual stone. Oh, I never would. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm gonna, you know, give myself a little pat talk and pat my cheeks. And while I'm patting my cheeks, I'm casting protection from evil and uh, good. Yes. Uh, your your body surges full of that like protective energy, especially in this situation, which you just don't even know what what could unfold. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. like hopping back and forth on both of his his legs, psyching him up mm-hmm. to do this, and then he snaps his hands out and grabs it. The moment you snap and you no, touch no. that book and you pull it forward, no. the book gets in your hands and you're like, you got it, you got it. But then from what the, from what you see from the body that arises, that doesn't make you particularly comfortable. As this purple energy from the book and from the body itself 
just rises from the bones and turns towards you. A horrifying visage of this purple white face and this purple white soul and these clawed hands, eyes full of white, nose full of white, mouth full of white, with hair billowed back. It screams in your face as it points to you. Next time on the broadcast. Oh, and screams. It screams in pain like <laughs> It has some boogies on it. No, no, I don't go to school. Do you know anything about contracts with the soul? Hey, I'm Kimberly Daugherty, and I play Celine Tassar. Hi, I'm Kellen Coleman, and I play Letty Marie Ricecroft. Hi, my name is Alice Gretchen, and I play Drisilda Slendron. Hi, I'm Erica Fermina, and I'm playing Starla Hahill. Hi, my name's Rachel Seeley, and I am playing Huckle Oakley. I'm Kelly Lynn D'Angelo, your dungeon master and woman of many faces, creatures, and things unknown. And I'm Richard Quiner, and I produce this podcast in partnership with Wizards of the Coast.